Hello, this is Sarah Pearson, Features Editor at the Concord Monitor, here with Granite Geek David Brooks to learn more about an article he wrote this week. Hello, Dave. Hello, Sarah. So, Dave, you know I like bugs a lot. I even had a t-shirt as a kid with snap-on plastic bug toys. Snap-on plastic bug toys. Wow. But this week, you're interested in bugs in a way not related to my first grade wardrobe choices. No, it's an, it's an invertebrate way. Exactly. So, what's new in the bug world? So what's new in the bug world is alarm and dismay over reports of an insect apocalypse. Um, oh, goodness. Oh, That's goodness. That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah. We, we may need those bugs off your shirt again. Um, so you may have seen news reports about this. So it, it came out initially last uh, fall. There was a report from Germany, some researchers who had gone back um, and did a, a fairly sweeping um gathering up of bugs in a certain area where they'd done it 10 years earlier and indicated that the population of all the general insects they were able to collect uh, had fallen by 80 percent, a really very, very large number. Um, and then there, were, there have been a couple other studies as well of certain populations in certain areas showing extreme population declines over the last 5, 10, 15 years. And this has sort of been rolled up into concern that all the changes that we human beings have been making to the world, uh, you know, pesticides and herbicides and cutting down plants and paving over things are starting to have a cumulative effect on the insect population as a whole. And that would be very, very bad indeed because insects are sort of the bottom of the food chain. Uh, lots and lots of things depend on them. If the insects go away, pretty much the ecosystem collapses. They do lots of other things. You know, they pollinate almost all plants. They they are uh, key components to decomposition. If bugs weren't around, there'd be lots of rotting things all over the place. So, so we need bugs. So the, the idea that the populations might be falling alarmed a lot of people. So I talked to uh, Piera Siegert, who is the New Hampshire state entomologist, sort of the state, our official bug expert, shall we say, <laughs> uh, professor, and asked her about this and uh, got, got her opinion on it. And she was reassuring, sort of. Sort of, yeah, sort of. Basically, she said we don't know enough to panic. So uh, all these reports and data have been over relatively small populations of bugs in very specific areas, and you cannot extrapolate. The insect world is so monstrous. I mean, you know, three quarters of all species, non-plant, non-fungi species, are probably insects or arachnids, something like that. So it's, they're just so vast that you can't extrapolate from from the data. However, she added that, you know, nonetheless, these reports were raising red flags that we, we'd be fools to ignore, and hopefully we're not fools. Um, the problem she talked about is it's really hard to get data to know for certain because in order to say that an insect population, the general insect populations are declining over time, you have to have measured them over time. And we don't usually measure insect populations unless they have a specific, we have a specific need. So honeybees, for example, we're very good about honeybees, or we really like them, you know, butterflies. The, we're all really excited about the blue corner butterfly here in New Hampshire, but we aren't excited about, you know, 10,000 other species of insects. Not, not everybody's lining up to count fire ants. Fire ants. No fire ants here. There are no fire ants in New Hampshire. Please. Um, and we also sometimes pay attention to, to insects that do damage to us, like, you know, ticks and mosquitoes. But otherwise, we just don't know. And so it's extremely difficult to say, and it would require, and, and should require, a lot of money and time on research just to gather baseline data to figure it out. So, 
What did she suggest we do aside from hire more people to count bugs? Well, uh, instead of hiring people, we can do some bug counting ourselves. There are uh, several citizen science projects, or you're quite familiar with citizen science, right, where people go do stuff. Uh, there are a couple of them that are bug-related. Uh, the one off the top of my head, uh, New Hampshire Audubon Society does a dragonfly survey every year. Dragonfly is another bug that people like, so you can get people to do that. <laughs> but still, that's, that's something. So you can look into that. Um, the, the biggest thing that you and I could do if you you own property is to change the way we deal with our lawns, um, which is probably there's a you add up all the lawns in in the state and there's a lot of them, and if we're all dumping herbicide on them and mowing them a lot and ripping out plants and making them monocultures, uh, I like a I like a pretty green lawn as much as anybody, but they're really terrible for most bugs except for, you know, grubs that eat the roots of our grass and make us mad. Um, so changing the way we approach a lawn to make them more diverse, more native plants in them, mowing less, uh, certainly using far less pesticide and herbicide, that would, that would probably be the single best thing that we could do as, uh, you know, just as normal people to try and, and keep bugs around. And of course, if you see a bug, don't kill it. They're probably our friend. Except for ticks. We're allowed to be mean to ticks? You're allowed to be very mean to ticks, as mean as you want. Yes, definitely. All right. Well, thank you, Dave. You bet. You can learn more about bugs at ConcordMonitor.com, and you can see all of Dave's columns and related stories at GraniteGeek.org. And you can subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, Google Music, Podbean, or iTunes. The theme music is Little Smartphone People by The Spy Kicks. <laughs>